Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to speaking with Amita Sharma. Amita is the co-founder of an amazing program called Nourish Doc. And it's in such an important area of health equity for mid-aged women in the workplace and dealing with some really important issues, particularly around the menopause and related topics. But before we get into all of that, firstly, Amita, thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. I'm so super excited. Excellent. Like me, you're a little bit geographically confused. You're originally from India. You're in a different place in the States. I'm an Aussie living in Ireland and my clients are in the US, the UK and beyond. So look, we go remote and we just flow with it, right? Absolutely. That's what it's called, right? The virtual world and the world is coming together. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. So firstly, can I ask you, what is it in terms of a platform and then what kind of problems is it addressing? So it's very simple. It's a holistic wellness platform focusing on women going through perimenopause to postmenopause. So the problems, what we talk about, we are trying to face is that almost 1 billion women are in menopause. But the perimenopause, the time before the menopause, nobody understands. We don't talk about it, but it can start as long as 10 years before a woman enters the menopause. Now, the average age is approximately 50-51, but it changes. It's different for different ethnicities. For instance, Indian women reach menopause at the age of 46. So now, if you can imagine, the perimenopause will start in mid-30s. So the problem is that all this perimenopause that's going on before women hit menopause, there are 37 plus symptoms that women face As a result, in the workplace, it shows. And I am an example that it happened to me. You know, I had no clue a few years back when I'm going through perimenopause. So the data supports like $1.8 billion a year is lost in the productivity alone because the women are in perimenopause. They're having all these symptoms at work and they don't know what to do. It's a huge problem that a lot of us all over the world don't understand it. I mean, that's a massive problem and it's a huge challenge for every level, country, economy, but at the most important level, the individual. So seeing such a huge problem, how did you work out what to produce that would address and help people in that situation? Yes, we also did not realize it was such a huge problem. You know, everybody talks about, oh, perimenopause. But then we found a lot of linkage to women going through menopause to chronic conditions as well. So what we had developed earlier was a simple lifestyle wellness solution to change your lifestyle using holistic therapies. And believe it or not, it's a similar kind of a concept that what we've done is can also apply to women going through perimenopause because they have to change their lifestyle. They have to change the way they eat, the way they exercise, that their mindset, all those things have to be changed. So what we had to do was we wanted to create a self-care programs, simple programs that women can do. And if there's an intervention needed, you know, from a gynecologist or some other experts, we can provide that and it's a group learning. And this program is basically, it will teach you how to take care of yourself 
during this whole phase, which could be, as I mentioned earlier, as long as 10 years. And so the program, I'm assuming it's an online thing because, you know, the whole COVID stuff, we've moved to the virtual world. So it's an online program or platform where they can access learning and access, I guess, experts, as you say, into different fields. Is that correct? Yes. So what we've done is we've partnered with over 3,000 plus global experts. And the program is all based on holistic therapies, almost 20, 15 plus different therapies, ranging from naturopathy, yoga, Ayurveda, hypnotherapy. Believe it or not, there's a lot of evidence to help women through this. We've created bite-sized information, you know, small videos, plus some infographics, plus some quizzes, all interactive kind of platform and supported it with a health coach, you know, because a lot of women don't know how to navigate, what should I do, where should I go? So the health coach is supported as well as a weekly or a bi-weekly intervention from an expert who's expert in this particular field. So week one could be a gynecologist, week two could be a naturopathy or diet or breathing exercises or yoga or, you know, a hypnotherapist and so forth. So the combination of human intervention, mm. along with a self-serve, you know, content that is delivered to them based on their individual personalized symptoms, which could be completely different from each woman to another woman. And I mentioned earlier, based on the ethnicity, also the symptoms and the lifestyle is different. So based on that, we've created this beautiful program that can be, you know, done by yourself or with the help of a coach and an intervention of some other experts who will coach you as far as how you change your lifestyle, how to exercise, how to do different things. Yeah, very good. So I'm guessing that it's a sort of subscription-based or an annual access so people can dive into this and then use resources as they need. How do you structure the actual product side of it? So it is subscription-based. We recommend minimum three months of subscription because, you know, we as individuals don't change our habits immediately. <laughs> like, okay, so we take time. So that's why we recommend that. But it is a subscription-based. The minimum we recommend, like I said, is three months, six months, or a year. And we also work with HR companies so they can offer it for the whole year. It's not like three months you're going to be an uh, expert because, as I mentioned earlier, there are over 37 plus symptoms women go through and each woman will have different type of symptom. So three months is probably sometimes I feel is not enough to understand all these 37 plus symptoms or whatever is going on. So we recommend to take it at least for minimum six months to one year, but the minimum we have is a three month yeah. subscription model. Yeah, of course. Obviously, the longer the better, you get more value and it's stickiness, I guess. So we have a process called the HR Business Accelerator where we help HR businesses to grow and so on. And one of the things we focus on is the partnership marketing side of things. And you mentioned that HR companies can partner with you. So how would they do that? If they've got a corporate client or an employer that has an employee population, a workforce that could potentially help support their employees in this regard they could come to you and then offer that as part of their services. Is that how it works or can you explain? Yes, absolutely. So we are partnering with the HR services because HR services, companies like yourself or other companies, they go and they tell the clients, you know, what is happening as far as the new services. And we feel that this is an innovative healthcare service that we are offering by partnering with HR service companies like yourself or any other in the world. They can offer the services to their clients 
and they can educate them. One of the issues is a lot of companies, a lot of people all over the world don't even understand that this should be offered as a wellness service, right? And it comes back to, again, the health equity for these women, you know, like an HR service company or any other company put so much emphasis on the fertility part of it. So this mm-hmm. could be another service that could be offered to the clients, you know, which is in this case is corporations. Got it. Could you explain a term for our listeners, health equity? What does that mean? So in our respect, the health equity, what it means is that the women 35 plus have been ignored as far as getting the health benefits. And in this particular case, the health benefits is support through their perimenopause, menopause and beyond. This particular benefits right now, very few companies all over the world are really talking about it or offering it. At least there are discussions that are going on. You see articles in CNN. So that's what, in our respect, what it means is that the health equity to a woman who's going through perimenopause should be addressed. That's number one. Then number two, health equity, in our terms, what it means is that our program, our product is going to be so affordable that a rural woman in Africa or in India, where we are working with some NGOs, will also have access to the same information. So that is also health equity. Think about it, you know, in the sense like I can't even imagine someone who is living in rural areas, uneducated. They don't know what's going on. They don't even speak the language. So that's what we are trying to do is make it equitable to all the women in the world by pricing it so affordable, the self-care model that everyone can access it. All the women in the world can access it. Love it. On the business side of things, how are you going about bringing new customers or clients to the platform? And what are you doing to actually market and grow the business? Well, it's a lot of everything. I said the marketing is, of course, in today's day and age, it's so much information load out there, right? So talking to you is marketing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And whoever would listen it, that they know about us. And then social is there, then email marketing. Everything that we know, we can think of, we are trying it because this is something that we feel that the women, they need to learn, first of all. They're not even aware that this is what is going on in their body. So women organizations, you know, NGOs, uh, as I mentioned earlier, different school colleges, wherever, or if you have any other ideas, of course, please share with me, but that's what we are trying to do. Yeah. Do you find it's different types of marketing for different audiences? So an NGO, do you market to them differently as opposed to an employer or individual women in this case? Absolutely. So NGO, for instance, we have some pilots going on because we want to cater to the rural women, as I mentioned earlier. So there are a lot of limitations because the end customer, in this case, a woman, does not speak English or does not have the mobile phone. So what we are doing is we are giving this information to the volunteers who will go door to door or uh, to give this information to the woman who's living in the rural area. So the marketing is completely different, you know, for an NGO. And we're working with Black Coalition. They also have some volunteers. So sometimes, even if they have the phone, but they don't have the data. So it's completely different. And what we're doing is instead of video, we're having audio files that they can listen to. So now this is a cost kind of an issue here. And then when we come to the HR, cost is not an issue, hopefully. So then it's a completely different than, you know, we are giving all kind of tools to measurement tools. You know, once the woman starts a program, there's a questionnaire that they go through what kind of symptoms they're facing or having. And then as they go through the program, the health coach will be there to guide them whether it's making a difference, how is it making the difference? If it's not making a difference, what are the issues? 
you know, so it's all automated and all kind of technology you can think of will help you monitor, log, and guide you through to make sure that you're getting benefit from this program. So there's a pre-measurement and then there's a post-measurement because at the end of the day, what we want to do is the outcomes, right, have to be positive, whether it's a sleep-related, a lot of women have issues with going to sleep at night or heart flushes or anxiety, depressions, so many things. Yeah. And still on the marketing theme, I guess, with business growth, have there been any marketing strategies, tactics, whatever, that have not worked so well over the years? You know, I think it's hard to market to the end customer one by one because it's difficult nowadays to reach to the end user one by one. That is very cost prohibitive. So I think the social needs a lot more funds that we anticipated. SEO is another one. It's like going in the ocean and trying to find, okay, I'm going to start throwing pebbles and I don't know what I'm going to find. So I think those have been challenging, you know, the old fashioned way of SEO, social. A few years back, you know, we would do that. And then we start coming up on the Google rank and then people would click and there you go. We start making sales or whatever. So I think that has been a bit challenging for us is what I would say. You have to spend a lot more money, a lot more effort to try to get these SEOs, you know, in Facebook or other social channels. You mentioned SEO. Do you mean what through a blog or just optimizing the website? What do you mean? Yes, exactly. I mean, our website has so many different, very high quality articles and interviews that we've done, as I mentioned earlier. So to optimize that according to the keywords, you know, that's what at least 10 years back, we would spend a lot of time and energy doing that. And now, even if you do that, it takes a while. And so that hasn't worked for us. I'm just talking about us as much as we thought it would have. So even B2B, business to business is much better for a company like ourselves, Mm -hmm. because then when we talk to NGO or HR services, they understand what we are talking about, the problem. It's difficult to tell the end consumer through sometimes, you know, this is a problem that they need to be doing it unless they are going through, you know, some kind of serious symptoms. That's what we have felt. Yeah. You mentioned SEO and then ads and social media advertising, maybe for people listening, it's an example of where you really need to sort of study your market because in your area, so helping mid-aged women in the workplace, so someone might stick in menopause support program and then the results in SEO might be lots of government stuff, health department information, which is always going to be hard to beat a government department on Google. Whereas if you're focusing on maybe the employers and the keyword opportunities, there might be different, in which case, yeah, you might be able to rank for stuff, or you could have small specific keyword ads running on Google AdWords or other things like that. So yeah, for people listening, it's always worth mapping out who's your target market, what are they looking for and researching and then going to your SEO. But in the case of Nourish Doc, you've got so much excellent content, as you say, with the interviews, the articles and stuff like that, which naturally feeds into the program itself and the platform. I think what you've built there is a great resource for people and opportunity for support, but also it kind of feeds a bit of a marketing machine that you could continue to use over the years. So that's excellent. Any final advice on the business growth side of things for people in the HR sector? You know, Any thoughts you'd share with them on how to grow a successful HR business? So I think from HR, they always should be looking for some innovative ideas to support their corporations. HR should be sensitive to what the needs are, and the needs are changing as we have grown. Men or women, we're not trying to exclude men, but in this case, I think HR should be looking for some innovative ideas with the changing times of how to support the human part within the corporation. And that's what I feel is need of the hour, whether it is perimenopause in our case. And not only at the health part, but also I think the mental part, right? 
So that's another thing that all of us need, you know, just simple programs, innovative programs. How can we deliver the best? How can we be most productive when we are working? And that has to come from the HR services like your company or the internal HR who are working inside the company to support their workforce in the best way they can so that they can be productive and they can really give their best. I like that. If people want to learn more about Nourish Doc and find out what you do and potentially either become a customer or potentially team up with you to refer to onto their clients or something else, what should they do next? Reach out to me on LinkedIn or email hello at nourishdoc.com. I think that's something simple people can remember. That would be the next step. And look at our website, all the work, hard work that our team has put together. You know, I'm just representing the team's work, but a lot of hard work has gone into researching into this space and presenting a credible information in this space. So that's what I would recommend. Excellent. Well done. Great job you've done there on that too. Thank you so much. I just want to mention one yes. last thing. Please. There's a lot of data that links menopause to chronic conditions, which I don't think uh-huh. we mentioned earlier. And if you look at the data, more women are prone to chronic conditions than men. And this is a completely new topic, but majority of the money that's going on in healthcare is going into chronic conditions. So if women start taking care of themselves early on, the chances of developing chronic conditions is significantly going to be lower because 50% of the women from 45 to 64 have chronic condition. Once they go over 64, Mm -hmm. almost like 80% of them have a chronic conditions. And the chronic conditions are osteoporosis, heart health, diabetes, dementia, memory health, all these issues. If you look at the research, it's a direct link to not taking care of the during the perimenopause and menopause areas because the female hormones are going down. So I'm sorry, I didn't mention this earlier, but no, this is something yeah. so very critical for women to understand that I'm begging all of them to really start taking care of themselves because this is direct correlation with all the chronic conditions they could face as they start getting older. Excellent. So for people listening to this on the go, do check the show notes because we've got a link there to the Employers Menopause for Women program, but otherwise it's nourishdoc.com and we'll have Amita's LinkedIn link there in the show notes as well. Thank you very much for Amita for joining me today and for sharing what you've done. You guys have built an amazing product and service. And I love what you're doing also in the NGO world. And I hope the programs in India go well so that maybe you could expand that into other countries and help women in such a challenging area. So well done. And thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.